I ain't gonna fake it. I'm not like a hopeless, positive person. Like, you know, this, this sucks. Everything about this season has gone tough. You know, it's been tough. Um, nothing, you know, seems like, you know, and no one said it was gonna be easy, but nothing's been easy. Um, you know, just gotta keep the faith. That's all. You're right, Garrett. It sucks. The whole season has sucked, and, uh, you know, we got about six more games left of this, so we'll have to make the best of it. It's the Jets Way podcast. Jake joined by the producer, and I, I might have to say, fill in co host uh, of the Jets Way podcast. I, I think you could be earning another title here. Always good talking to my good buddy, Mr. John Kaywood. The Jets Way podcast brought to you by our good friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Download the Underdog Fantasy app today, and new customers can get their first deposits fully matched up to $100 using promo code Jets Way. Must be 18 years or older, New York, New Jersey, and present. Terms apply. Concern with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-877-HOPE-NY, and visit www.ncpgambling.org. Bro, Aaron Rodgers back at practice. The Falcons coming into town on Sunday. Uh, w- w- let's start first with Aaron because this was uh, a pretty heated conversation from last week. Uh, not a fan of Aaron Rodgers coming back to play this year. I think the season is over. I don't think mm-hmm. the Jets are going to be in the mix, and he said they had to be in the mix. But uh, what are your takeaways from – Aaron Rodgers being activated off the IR. Um, you know, it's it's mixed. It's mixed, definitely. It's something where it's nice to see him back. It's nice to see him actually, you know, making some throws. I don't, you know, he doesn't have pads on yet, but at the same time, it's just nice to see a glimmer of what we all hope the season was going to be, even though he's just in a red practice jersey. But, you know, that's where I'm at. I think, like you said, we need to kind of temper expectations. Do I think we're going to be in it? Well, I think we're going to win this week, so that'll buy our hopes. Of, of course you do. <laughs> okay, well, they're going to finally we'll, – we'll get into that. But I just think I agree with what you guys had said on the last podcast on how uh, this is a calculated risk. But at the same time, I think the you know commentary that's come out of it even if he does get re-injured, which would be very typical Jets, um, he would be available to start next season, no problem, probably, unless something really catastrophe uh, unfolded. But, you know, I'm, I'm putting a smile on my face. It's nice to see the quarterback that we all really wanted to see throughout the season with this schedule and with this team. And maybe it galvanizes the troops a little bit, too. Yeah, look, I think a lot of people have gotten it a little bit wrong. I don't see this as like a selfish, like Aaron Rodgers wants a spotlight. The way I look at it, and honestly, I would feel the same way if I were him. Obviously, being an ex-athlete, you're an ex-athlete. I'm sure a lot of ex-athletes listen to our show. I I, I think he feels bad because there was so much hype. He came here and... It was over before we can blink. And I think he feels bad. And he and he even said it on the McAfee show where he felt a little bit of personal guilt for how the season's gone and what's going on with Zach. He didn't get the opportunity to sit back and learn. It didn't go according to plan. And obviously it wasn't all his fault. Uh, you know, he got hurt. It's, it's a freak thing. So mm-hmm. I, I think he's just doing what he can. And, you know, the competitor in him wants to be out there in the worst way. Is it the smartest thing? No. But the way he's looking at it is, look, I'm, it's not like I'm going for my first contract in the league. It's not like I got another 10 years left. I'm 39 years old. I'm not getting any younger. I, I want to be out there for as, as long as I can. I think he got a little bit of a taste of what retirement felt like. And who knows? Maybe maybe this this could have extended his career by another year or two because he got a taste of 
look, I'm really bored here. There, there's nothing to do. And, you know, you're sitting on your couch watching Sundays. I want to be out there. And that's actually really good um, for, for Jet fans because this is a guy that said he was, what, 90% retired or something like that when he went into the darkness. And um, clearly he still has that fire, so that's encouraging. And, look, if if they win – if they win this week, there's going to be a lot of conversations going on. And while I don't think we will see him back this year because I don't think we will be in the mix, uh, it's a shame that the team uh, couldn't keep it afloat. I don't know how he's – and maybe – look, I'm not trying to speak for Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think anybody can, but if it were me, mm-hmm. if I was this age and I was rehabbing the way I was from this severe of an injury and my team wasn't in the mix, I'd be a little upset, especially after a 4-3 and three start losing four games in a row. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, I will not worry about Aaron Rodgers playing a football game until the time comes. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think you look at the upcoming schedule. I, I don't know if you've seen that meme graphic that goes around for, on Jets uh, Twitter and all the social media, but it's it, the progression of the season where we have a big losing streak and then we win a couple games to ruin our draft status. Oh, it happens we're, every year. So we're, I believe we're at that stage of the cycle. So in, you see who's coming up Falcons this week. Does Arthur Smith know how to use any of those crazy toys that he has on his offense? I don't think so. If he figures out how to use them this week, of course, because it's versus the jets, but the weapons of Kyle Pitts and Bijan, um, you know, scare you a little bit, but this defense has stood up to bigger opponents and bigger tests. But so, and Desmond Ritter um, coming back in after getting benched for Heineke, um, you know, I don't, I don't see them as a daunting task for the Jets, but I think, you saw some nice flashes of what the Tim Boyle offense was going to look like at the end of uh, last game. If you really want to say that you could take anything away from that game um, on Friday. So that's where I'm at. I think win one at a time. I don't think we're going to run the table here, but um, it'd be nice to have a little Christmas miracle and try and save the season. It would stink if we did all this though, to, no longer be in position to draft someone that could help us like a Joe Alt or, you know, um, Maserati Marvin. So, you know, that's kind of my, that's kind of my thought process. It's, it's a double-edged sword for sure. The way this season might end. Yeah. If they lose, if they win this game, rather, you can kiss Joe Alt, uh, Fashanu. You can kiss those guys goodbye because you're probably not going to be drafting in the top five or six and, I, I just don't see how those guys don't go early in the draft, especially with the premium on offensive linemen in this day and age. I think the Jets and the Falcons, it's going to be a ugly game. But here's why I think the Falcons have the edge. The Jets can't stop the run. They can. And as good as this defense has been all year, I'm sorry. They did not do a good job of getting off of the football field last week. And the discipline of the defense has come into question. All right, that idiot Quentin Jefferson with that personal foul. C.J. Mosley, my good buddy C.J. Mosley, grabbing the face mask when the guy was out of bounds. Every week they seem to get a couple of personal foul penalties, and I think the Falcons are the type of team that could beat the Jets because they're not going to do anything that's too crazy, right? They're going to play field position. They're going to run the football, which people are proven you can run on this defense and do just enough to win the football game because the Jets are incapable of scoring two touchdowns in a football game until I'm proven wrong. 
They are incapable of scoring two touchdowns in a football game in the year of 2023. So that's why, like, my score predict. If I had to give a score prediction, I would probably say like Falcons sixteen, Jets nine or ten. If they score a tight, they right. Like, how mm-hmm. how can how can you expect to beat any team when you can't score two touchdowns? Right, it, it, it's almost impossible in this day and age. Unless the only path to victory that I could see the Jets having is if Desmond Ritter just blows up and throws us a couple picks inside the fifty. Like that's yeah. the only way. I was gonna say. I think the weather conditions. I, I I'm pretty sure aren't gonna be too pleasant. Um, on Sunday, I you know that could work both ways. It could be yeah, a dome team or yeah. So I, I and it's gonna rain. Gonna, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's gonna rain on Sunday. Yeah, I was gonna say so. Eighty percent. Yeah, it could really. Um, the forecast could be in the defense's favor for the Jets. Um. And, and, you know, that's an untested offense in, in the elements. So that could, that could be doomed for them. So, I mean, if you want me to give a score prediction, maybe I'll, I'll say, uh, you know, Greg Zerline has a nice game. He bangs in uh, four field goals. It's tw- it's like 12, six game, like real, real fun football um, to start your December. But um, yeah. Yeah, man. I think um the defense is going to have to step up. I think you're going to have to win those battles in the trenches. I think an Alan Lazard coming back off that inactive last week, I think he's – I'd take his over um, receptions. Oh, I think that sounds He's got to catch the ball. Yeah, he's got to catch the ball. For, he's got, first of all, he's got to get open. Second of all, he's got to actually catch it. Lazard – listening to Lazard talk this week, he looked like a guy that knew that the season was over after the fourth play of the year. Yeah, I mean, that's – I mean – that, that's not how a professional would act, um, obviously, but I think the the inactive last week was a big is a big wake up call, I think, for him to know that, you know, yeah, you can keep coming in, practicing, getting your game checks, but you're not suiting up. You're not gonna run just go through the motions. And I really I really appreciate that by Salah last week, um, kind of sending a message, you know, he could send it to these other guys that aren't really you know, the big guys that came in free agency, but sending it to Lazard's pretty big. I mean, that's his, that's kind of Rogers, you know, one, a guy behind Hackett and there's no way you can bench Hackett for a game. So, I mean, as much as Jets fans probably would like to. So um, yeah, I think that was a big wake up call. I think Tim Boyle, the Tim Boyle experience week two um, might, might yield some more uh, rewards um, than we saw on that shortened week. Versus a Dolphins team that, you know, just had the upper hand and, you know, Jalen Ramsey being back. I think that was that was huge for them. So that was a complete uh, dude. That was a bloodbath last week. And the offensive spark that you alluded to earlier, that was in garbage time. Guys are trying to get off the field, not get hurt. I, I just I can't take anything away. I cannot take this team seriously until I see them score multiple touchdowns in a football game. That's why I can't pick them confidently to, to win any game. And I, I was actually just looking here. Aaron Rodgers is, I don't know if you knew this, he's not only the GM of the team, he's not only the head coach <laughs> of the team, the offensive coordinator, he's also the ticket sales rep of the team. I mean, how, yeah. how I mean, the Jets are so tone deaf. It's not even funny, bro. They, they are having such a hard time pe- of people getting to these games, this horrific stadium that they have not even their own stadium because god forbid we ever have our own home stadium 
We got to have Aaron Rodgers call people. That's the only way we can get people to show up. So pathetic. If Aaron Rodgers called you, would would you go? Would you take his oh, two tickets? If Aaron Rodgers called me, I would I would have a lot to say. <laughs> no, and you wouldn't. I, they know the Jets know the Jets. The I'm sure they have me on tabs. They're not calling me with anybody <laughs> of power. Yeah, I could. Um, I would really. I pay. I would pay good money to see how that conversation would go. I, listen, if 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 somebody from the Jets listens to this program, uh, and keeps tabs. They are Aaron is more than welcome to come on this program. Just let us know. Yeah, no, podcast no, on Twitter. Yeah, there's no um, there's no ill will towards Aaron. He's he's just oh, I yeah. honestly I honestly think he's a I think he's a genuinely pretty good guy. I think yeah, I, I don't know, know why he, he wants. It's like it's the organization, John. There's they're, they're such a disaster. They're pathetic. They're amateur, dude. They, I, that's why I don't know why Aaron Rodgers wants to subject himself to this amateur organization, dude. We do things. That are amateur like. We introduced the punter in pregame intros. We have Aaron Rodgers calling uh, for tickets. Dude, it is, as I cough up along here, it is so <laughs> pathetic. It's not even funny, dude. We do things like all gas, no breaks. Like, we always got to try and be like another organization. We never try to be our own people here. We are pathetic as a, we don't even have our own stadium. Like, I, that's why Aaron Rodgers. You're 40 years old. Like, you really wanted to subject yourself to this? Yeah, I think I think he thought he was going to come in and change. Winning changes everything. And he was only – he didn't even win the four plays that he played this season. So, you know, I think winning changes the culture. That You know, Rex Ryan could, could have been the same Rex Ryan that he was. But if he doesn't go to two AFC championship games – it's a hill of beans what he was trying to sell us, but uh, I would he, walk he Rex. Won. I would I I would walk Rex back here from Bristol, Connecticut. People people on Twitter. I'm sorry, I got you brought up Rex. It's a trigger thing for me. I know here. it is. <laughs> people, Rex Ryan is the best coach that I have ever seen coach the Jets. All right, listen, I'm not as old as some other Jet fans that seen like you know Weeb Eubank and you know, even Herm, dude. We were young for Herm. Right, like yeah. we don't really remember those teams that well. For no. me, it's it's Mangini, Rex, uh, Todd Bowles, who was a disaster, Adam Gase, who was a disaster, and Sala. Out of those guys, Rex looks like Belichick compared to all those guys. I would walk Rex back here, and Rex with the with the competent quarterback, I would love to see how that goes. I think this defense, I could argue, the defense would play better under Rex than it does right now because we would utilize those corners and we would send more heat at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think that sometimes Ulbrich is a little conservative and he kind of gets away with it because of the, you know, just one-on-one pass rushes that were able to kind of uh, win those those one-on-one pass rush rates, like you see with Huff and others on the on the end. So I think he gets away with not calling as many blitzes because of kind of the skill and attributes of people. But could you imagine if you could unlock them a little bit more with some trickery? But um, no, yeah, I mean, as as I said, I, I'm a big Rex guy. Love Rex. Those were the our glory years. <laughs> sadly, it's all we have it's all yeah. we have, bro. Like, dude, every every I, as I said last week on here, the people that are getting it right up the rear end from this franchise are people like you and us. We don't have nothing from this franchise. The only thing we have is Rex Ryan's back-to-back AFC Championship games. That's We have Revis Island. We have Rex. That's it. We don't have the sack exchange. We don't have the Super Bowl three. We we don't we didn't see Parcells. What have we seen? 
We had we yeah. had a disaster with fall. We had Brett Favre coming here. Oh, great for a year, and then that we'll see how that went. And then we have back to back AFC Championship games with Rex. That's what we have. Yeah. No part of uh, I don't know. Part of me deep down thinks this is the last hurdle of pain that we have to get through we for say, whatever we say it every year. I know, I know, but it just has to end. C- certainly, and ha- luck and fortune has to change sooner or later. <laughs> I, I did. I've been saying that for a decade with this franchise. Yeah, I mean, similarly, I mean, you know, we, we're talking football here, but same with the Mets too. Because um, as a as a Met fan, you thought Steve Cohen comes in, big things changing, but you know, it's still more of the same. I mean, we we're in the we're in the mix now well, for other well, the, people, but it's, that's... Just, it's a different sport, though, John. Like the NFL is a year to year type of league where. Dude, you could be hard. Like, we saw the Niners go from the number two pick to the Super Bowl. Like, we've seen Jacksonville be terrible one year. And then Mm -hmm. they go, they win the division last year with Trevor Lawrence, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even Jacksonville back in the day with Doug Marone. Remember how bad they were? And then the next year, they're in the AFC Championship game. So, this is what I'm saying here. Like, dude, it's not like comparing it to basketball or or baseball where, you know, there's not a lot of parity in in those leagues. Like, the good teams are the good teams, and they're really the only ones with the shot to win anything. Dude, the NFL, it's year to year, and we're still terrible. We're the Real- only team. Realistically, though, like hypothetically speaking, what do you think our record would be with Aaron right now if Aaron played every game? Oh, well, then that th- look, we're talking about a whole different conversation here. I mean, they would have won. They, 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 I don't think they would have won the Cowboy game. No, I think we'd still lose that one. I'm For just sure. gonna I'm just gonna say they're gonna lose the Chief game because I mean Zach Wilson played, you know he gave mm-hmm. you a, a a good game like you know. Okay, so we're adding the Bills the the Patriots game that we oh, lost. the Patriots they would have beat the Patriots they would have stomped the Raiders. Um, okay, so and I don't think they would have beat six Buffalo. And five. I don't think they would have beat Buffalo in Buffalo. Um. Yeah, they would probably be like six and five right now. They'd be right. I think I, I know a lot of Jet fans are like, oh, you know, we would have been, you know, uh, eight and three right now. Like, I, no. I'm not I'm not. There's one more game in there that we just gave away that. I'm. Uh, oh, we would beat the Chargers, too. Chargers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we, we probably we would have would three be, more wins. OK, so we would be seven and seven and three. Yeah, potentially, be, potentially seven and four, seven and four, seven and four. Rather. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean. Like you said, it's a year to year league. Our our year ended four plays in, sadly. And then we had to we can go into the facts that we weren't fully prepared to for a contingency plan, but let's be honest, there really was no great plan B if Aaron Rodgers there's no good well, plan B for Aaron Rodgers going down. Well, I don't all the hear... flaws were exposed though because Rodgers got hurt. That's what it was. All the concerns of this team and the warts on this team were massively exposed. When Aaron Rodgers got hurt, we were concerned about the head. We were concerned about the head coach. This team is an undisciplined disaster every single week. We were concerned with the offensive line. Can't protect anybody. We were concerned about the lack of depth at wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers was going to make Alan Lazard look better. He was going to make Hardman. McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman, exactly. Like we were concerned outside of Garrett Wilson. The Jets had no receivers. We were proven very right. So all of the issues with this team were exposed when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And that's why I'm like, you know what? Maybe it was a blessing in disguise. We 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 move off Salah as a head coach. We improve there. They improve the offensive line. But it looks like, look, they're all coming back here next year. Salah, Douglas, Hackett, they're all going to come back. They're all getting a mulligan year. And they're going to get their year with Rodgers next year. And then it's really put up or shut up. 
But well, that's what but that's what happened though, John. It's like, yeah, sure, we can go. We look, and there's no bigger critic of, of Zach Wilson than me. I think he's horrible. But and I agree. And and, and Joe uh, Beningo was saying this too, where he said, look, if, if Zach was somewhere else with real coaching, would he look this bad? And I, I thought about it, probably not. I mean, he still wouldn't look any good, but he would not look like this big of an embarrassment, I feel like, with like Sean McVay, Andy Reid. I get it. These are the top tier coaches in the NFL. But the coaching on this team, and, and me and Lorenzo, we talked about it. It's it's so bottom of the barrel here. Like, there's no player development with this team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Like, we are, dude, they just introduced analytics when Joe Douglas got here. That's how behind the eight ball this organization is. Just the player development and the overall schooling of this team is bottom of the barrel when it comes to all the other teams in the league. I don't know if you can say that, though, realistically. You can say that you got... You got. I know Xavier Gibson has had a few he rough stinks. weeks with, with the, he, with he the stink. kick he, returns. He, he stinks. He he stinks. Okay. He if you stinks. if you want to give me like Quincy Williams, JFM. Well, yeah. The the defensive. I'm trying to pick some guys on on the offensive side of the ball. No, they've they've all been horrible this year. Awful outside of Garrett and, and Brees. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're you when you're playing around with undrafted and late Conklin. round picks. Well, that's I mean, what I'm saying, but that, but that's what I'm saying though, John. That you you hit my you hit it on the head. All these other teams, maybe not right away, but dude, these other teams, they get guys that are under. They find the hidden gems. When's the last time the Jets found the guy on day three of the draft? Or I get it, Bryce Huff can play. That that that's great on the offensive side of the ball, especially. It doesn't really happen too much on the defensive side of the ball. When do they draft somebody on day three or an undrafted guy? I get it, the odds are slim. But the good teams, they find they find people. When have we had somebody really pop? Like, where's our Amon Ross St. Brown, right? Like, where mm-hmm. where where are these guys on this jet where you can't find them? No. Yeah, I think um, I, I think you're 100% right. It goes right. back to the development. It, they are not – it's just we are bottom of the barrel when it comes – like Puka Nakua is out there making play. Who, who the hell is Puka Nakua? I mean, that's very understandable. I mean, I, I totally get that. I think from that perspective, I think you look at what what we've spent our draft assets on over the past few years. I mean, is Elijah Moore really having much more fun in Cleveland right now? Doing basically the same thing he was doing in New York, but in Cleveland. Like, why would you want to be in Cleveland to begin with? So with a backup a third string quarterback now or i don't know if oh, it's going to be Walker, Joe Flacco but... <laughs> god imagine he looks halfway decent but 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 i think though the biggest issue that Douglas has as a general manager is he ref- he defers way too much of the draft to his coaching staff we saw with Adam Gase Adam Gase wanted Denzel Mims in the worst way Salah he wanted Will McDonald and Salah's been right sometimes he was a big proponent of sauce that was great it's a double-edged sword here, and Mike LaFleur wanted Elijah Moore in that draft, too. Mike LaFleur is a huge Elijah Moore guy. So I think Douglas, mm-hmm. is defer- he he just defers way too much to the coaching staff uh, for guys that fit the schemes that they're running. But a good GM and a good coaching staff, they draft the best players, and they find a way to make it work. They find a way. They adjust their scheme, and they're not stubborn. And that's why coaches get fired in the NFL, is they're just so set in their ways that they don't change. And that's why we continue to fail as an organization. Woody Johnson, stuck in his ways, has to keep going back to the well of these defensive coordinators in an offensive league as first-time head coaches. It's just the same cycle that this franchise is just too incompetent to realize. That That's the root of the problem. I have a question for you. If you had a mulligan, would you have kept Matt LaFleur last year? Mike LaFleur? 
Mike, well, Mike, well, Matt, Jingleheimer, no. Schmidt. I don't well, know well, 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 look, look, if you were telling me Rodgers was coming here, I was fine with Hackett. We said it. If, 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 if you were telling me anybody else was the quarterback of this team, yes, I would have kept Mike LaFleur last year. But if, but, mm-hmm. but Rodgers came here. So I, I'm not going to kill them for getting rid of They made him the scapegoat. There's no doubt. And I think Woody deep down wanted to fire Robert Sala at the end of the year. That's why it took 48 hours and didn't say anything to anybody. But. Um, yeah, if, if like Derek Carr came here and they got rid of LaFleur, yeah, I would have said they should have kept, uh, and now the real mulligan in this franchise was, was drafting Zach, but, um, not, I mean, not so we, we don't, we don't need to go about that. I mean, yeah, but remember that's the text I sent you on Sunday though. You remember that text, uh, the Colts, uh, uh Bucks game, Kyle Trask time. I mean, he didn't play long and, <laughs> no, and he, he didn't get that. He didn't get in that long. Yeah. I thought we were going to see him unleash on the Colts, but uh, we're saving him for another day. Maybe saving him? No, we're not playing them this year. Maybe maybe we'll save him for next year. Maybe maybe the Jets will. Wouldn't that be sweet justice? Finally, Kyle Trask unleashes on us. Like Mike White taking the knee on Black Friday. <laughs> Yeah, that was um that was poetic too. That well, was that really was really poetic. the biggest mulligan. I mean, the, if you're talking about a mulligan this year, so you want to go back just for this offseason, it was just not bringing Mike White back to be the backup. I mean, they knew Mike White was better than Wilson the whole time. Yeah, I just yeah, I really would love to get that answer from him if it was yeah. simply going back home and having that opportunity or I don't, I don't think him just seeing that's. Me, what, what, let me let me ask you, what's our record with Mike White as our quarterback right now? Um, we probably would still we'd win the Patriot game. We would still lose the Chiefs game. Um, we might still lose the Raiders game. We would maybe split between the Chargers and Raiders losses. So we'd be like five hundred, like basically like I six think, and five. I think they'd be six and five, five and six. The absolute worst case scenario right now with with Mike White. Um, as yeah. our quarterback, I really and then, and then technically you're still in the in the hunt and in the playoff uh pos- playoff position at that point. But if you know, okay, we're kind of let's clear the deck on what we've been, you know, this all mulligan talk and stuff, and let's look ahead. Who is in the hunt now? You know that that AFC North is kind of getting banged up now. Brown's not Love looking it. too hot. AFC is wide open. Yeah, I I really I think you know the Chargers keep losing too. So I think you know you know what the what's that saying from Don Nebraska? Just when I thought they I was out, they pulled me back in. I mean, you win two, you win these next two games, and you versus 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 the Falcons and a rookie quarterback and rookie coach. They look great, but this defense I think can cause some problems for that team. They you take away you take away Nico uh, Tank Dell and Nico Collins. That's fine. I think. I think. How are we going to score? We have Greg the leg, and he missed the extra point. You know, yeah. Oh. Get one, get one out of your system. We need Pain. the three pointers more than the one pointer, so it's okay. Then, but it. like, we can't score is the thing. Like, we dude, we have a better chance of not scoring a touchdown the next two games than, but than the winning good, the next two games. If we. If, I I think if you start if we start piling up some wins somehow like wins on just offense, good drive, you are delusional. Good drive, score a touchdown. Oh you know? my god! Who's to say that good juju doesn't snowball and like we start getting in a rhythm? Tim Boyle looks like the second coming of Joe Namath. Tim Boyle shouldn't be in the league. <laughs> no. 
I've been trying to find that graphic of like what I guess maybe it was when he went into a game for the Packers and showed his stats from UConn, and it was just <laughs> it was hysterical. I've been awful. trying to find that. Oh, but just just awful. That that was that was uh that was our contingency plan for Zach. Got it. Yeah. Um so and Zach was not really a good contingent plan either. But um yeah, so let's see how Sunday goes. One o'clock game. We're playing back in our, our sweet spot. No more God. this Monday night, Sunday night, Black Friday. Still you playing know, Thursday against the Browns. That didn't get flexed. The, today was the I, deadline. I saw that. And honestly, from that Jets Patriots game that we went to week, I don't even know, three. week three, um, the divergence in how each team's season has gone has been kind of crazy. You would have thought that the Patriots might, I, I don't know, it's a coin flip on who looks a little bit more pathetic at this point. I, I think the Patriots do. I, I think the Patriots do. Yeah, so I mean, they got well, flexed well, out. They're gonna the get. Game. They're gonna get Drake May. They're gonna get their friend. That that would be so typical Jets. Last I'll week of the season, playing for nothing, and the Jets, of course, would beat. The, they they're gonna lose all these games, and then they win the last game of the year to knock themselves out of getting a, an offensive lineman for next year, or you know, some somebody useful. <laughs> and we're stuck in the middle. We're taking another Will McDonald in the draft, and the Patriots get. Drake May, who just turns into the next franchise guy, wouldn't that be typical Jets? And another thing that would be typical Jets, and you, this is a point that you just said. You see how the AFC is wide open this year? If we had Aaron Rodgers, we'd be like, we're right there, baby. Next year, the Chiefs are going to go get a receiver. The Bills figure it out. The Joe Chargers get a new coach. Everybody yeah. figures it out. And 10 wins might not be enough to get in the playoffs next year. That that would, and the Jets would, oh my God. God, what a disaster. <laughs> I'm telling you, though, bro. I'm telling you, though. I I mean, this isn't the Patriots Way podcast. This is Jets Way podcast. But I will say that I'm I'm up in Boston, so I'm I'm hearing the the you know the afternoon drives and the morning talk shows, sports shows. And these people don't trust the Belichick regime with with this Although, next franchise quarterback. They, they're going to be gone, though. They, I, Belichick's not going back there. But, I mean, that was the best thing they had. I mean, it was really Tom Brady, but, I mean, that was the best thing. That tandem has been their whole franchise and what's made them so, you know, such a juggernaut. So, who knows if they go – return back to a place where they were back before them, which was, you know, not that great. So, um, and I don't know these problems with the bills. I don't know. If, I, I mean, getting rid of Stefan who, okay. Who are you, well, gonna you, bring you in have then? Josh Allen though. Like the, the bills have a great starting point. They have a top you, five quarterback in the sport and Josh Allen. You have a turnover machine. Okay. Fine, yeah. But fine. dude, if Jet, I, I, I get it. Jet fans are very nitpicky with Josh Allen. Uh, it's fun to poke fun, but jet fans, we would do, Many things we would go beyond. We would, I don't want to say we do illegal things because you know, illegal things aren't any good, but we would do a lot of things to have a quarterback like Josh Allen in here. Don't you think, though, in some sort of universe or not even universe, some sort of kind of mode or way that the Jets could have been that with Zach if they weren't so coddly, hey, like kind of stay within your game and do what the things that 
you know, you and others kind of in that pre-draft process loved about him so much. He can move with his legs. He was throwing off platform, his arm angle, things like that. Things that you see Josh Allen do all week and he throws the three interceptions, they still win somehow. But yeah. I think that little kind of like gunslinger thing is is what would have unlocked Zach's ability. I know sure. we always talk about backyard football and how that's not winnable in the NFL. I mean, Josh Allen's been – they're trying to do it with Josh Allen, and well, everyone calls him a top-five quarterback. So, Oh, he is a top-five quarterback. That's – that's uh, you know, look, you bring up Josh Allen and how he became – I don't know if you listened to the show back in the day. I'm sure you did. If you go back to the coaching search in uh, 2021, and I did. You know who I said I wanted the Jets to hire as their head coach? Um, Other than Jim Harbaugh, who I've always wanted and still would take. Probably Brian Dable. Brian Dable. I said if Brian Dable can come here, after seeing what he did with Josh Allen, we're taking a quarterback second overall, probably going to be Zach Wilson. That's the guy I wanted here. And what do we do? The typical Jet garbage. <laughs> That's what we did. I didn't want Salah. I wanted Dable. And the Giants are going to – and look at – dude, Tommy DeVito, is play, Tommy DeVito is playing good football right now with the Giants. The coaching, yeah. the coaching discrepancy between the – Giants and the Jets, it, it's not even comparable. It's night and day. You'd think Tommy DeVito would be putting up numbers with our franchise? Absolutely not. That's that's who I wanted to coach his team. I get it. He yells at the players. I want a guy that yells at the players. Uh, I, look, I am not with this new age of, oh, it's okay. No. Like, if you screw it up, let him know. Like, put him on mm-hmm. blast. They, these are professional athletes. Cry me a river. You're, 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 you are making more money in a year, these guys, than I'll ever see. So... Please spare me with the with the waterworks. Get in their face. I love that about Dave. I think the Giants are going to be fine with with Brian Table. That, that that guy he understands it, and we we don't have a coach that does. We are we're banking on a forty year old Dolphin Achilles to have any success with with this coach. So we'll see where it goes. But yes, I did want Brian Table. So you're right. Your your logic is absolutely correct. If, if Dable was the head coach with Zach Wilson as a rookie, he played his best football as a rookie. Zach Wilson looked his best as a rookie. He got progressively worse with the yeah. Jets. So you're right. It might have been different. You are absolutely correct. I agree with you. Well, that might be a first on this podcast. Well, you're, you're you're right. Well, when you say things, when you say things like that makes sense, yes, that, that will happen. But when you come on here and say, you know, I think the Jets are going to win a couple of games here. Uh, I mean, that's well, just when we can't score touchdowns. It's very hard to agree with you. I'm just saying, I, well, as you heard early in the show, I predicted a, nine, a 12-6 victory on Sunday. So, no touchdown, but, you know, four nice field goals from Frank uh, oh, line. God, what a so, so, maybe take his over field goals on uh, underdog fantasy. Good shout out right there. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Good, good, good note to end the program on. Well, Jake and John. The Jets Way Podcast, please leave us that five-star review. Follow, subscribe, and folks, we got the, uh, what do you call that thing, the warped or whatever from from uh, our friends over at Spotify. Again, our best year. It, it's gone progressively up since day one. Oh, wrapped, wrapped. Wrapped, that's a warped, God. Uh, <laughs> I'm a disaster, too. But, yes, um, you know, our best year. Again, it's it's gotten progressively better and better. Uh, just a huge thank you, uh, you know, to my guys Sean and Lorenzo. My a big thank you to John, and most of all, all of you uh, for for listening to this podcast and and dealing with uh, the pain. We're we're going through it together, 
Hopefully there will be a day in our lifetime that there will be no more pain. I don't know if that's coming anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> a, a huge thank you to everybody. And, uh, you know, on to next year. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it. As always, I'll say it today. I'm in a good – that that put me hey, in a good – Hey, there you go. That put me in a good mood. And they've also haven't won since I said – I mean, look, <laughs> I would like to win. I, I do would like to – I would like to see them win a couple games to see if Aaron Rodgers could come back. I agree. Like, I, I want to make the playoffs this year, folks. So I, yeah, I let's happen. break the streak. Break the streak. And um, I want to say – I just want to echo your sentiments too. I think – Everything that we've done, you put in some blood, sweat, and tears this year, and we've all kind of, you know, Lorenzo and Sean and all the great guests we've had. So, you know, thanks to everybody that's that's been following along, the new people, the old people, and, uh, you know, let's keep the train moving with a win, uh, a four-field goal win on Sunday. Yes, and before the year is over, we have uh, we have another surprise coming to the folks. I am oh. – I'm going to leave it at that. I think it's going to make a lot of folks uh, happy. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. This is yes. a surprise to me, too. <laughs> it shouldn't be. We, we talked about it maybe last week. But as always, <laughs> oh, okay. go Jets. Go Jets, baby. <laughs>